This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, let me tell y'all a story about a man called Ted. He loves the multiplayer gaming podcast. He liked it so much, he now supports the show. He got some extra content now, he's having a blast. Hey guys, Michael here. If you're enjoying the content you get on this podcast, consider being like Ted. You can support the show and get bonus content by going over to MultiplayerSquad.com. We're an independent podcast, and we'd sure appreciate it. Now, on to the show! Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who are also gamers for life, and today we are going to be deep diving the 2015 side-scrolling run-and-gun platform game called Broforce. If you guys like what we do here and want to help support the show while getting some awesome perks like bonus episodes, come check out our Patreon page. You can support starting at 5 bucks a month. Just check out MultiplayerSquad.com. Please also rate our show 5 stars and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I am your brost, Paul. And I'm here with my two co-brosts. Coming up first, he is our Rambro, carrying an M60 machine gun with infantry grenades. It's Josh. Yeah! <laughs> I even, they can't see it, but I did like the Stallone lip droop thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I thought I'd make you Rambro, Josh, because uh, why not? Because I'm, I'm old. Is that why? He's like the oldest uh, one of the bunch. Hey, touche, Paul. Said, I, I, I pick up on your little jabs. <laughs> and then joining us, he's the Bromando, outfitted with a flash rocket launcher and rocket salvo. It's Michael. Vote for me for governor. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, bro. That was. T- What's that? A- get, that get was down. the worst impression ever. Dana, Dana get down. Get the chopper. Uh, right, bro, get- Paul, bro, bro, Paul, brawlers of the show. Thank you for joining today. <laughs> oh, boy. I wonder how many bros we're going to add in. Well, I've got episode. at least 16 in my dock. <laughs> very nice well guys before we start spreading liberty around the world whether they want it or not we do have a little bit of housekeeping to cover michael you want to tell the people about one of our new patreon supporters i do shout out to Wilbro. just kidding i can't do it <laughs> I, dude oh. i was reading it and saying if he doesn't say Wilbro, i'm gonna have to jump in i had to i anyways uh long time uh listener and support of the show uh willow and long time discord champion yeah went to epic 
Thank you, yeah. Willow. Awesome job. Thank you for supporting the show, man. Purple text for life. We are we're seeing some purples. That's the color for our epic tier, and uh, we're seeing more and more purples in there, man. It's it's a it's a nice sight. Yeah, purple yeah, is the color got of some love. Gold, some purples. I thought the purple was the color of royalty. Well, no, purple is the color of love. Uh, gold is also the color of love, and then the other color that also supports the show—they're all colors of love. Thank you, uh, Will, bro. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Thank you, Willow, so much. We really appreciate the support. And then, Josh, you got a couple of reviews to read for us? To have a couple of reviews. They're, the, dude, reviews are starting to pour in uh, a little bit more, which makes me a happy Josh in the mornings. So <laughs> thank you for everybody that's leaving reviews. First one comes in from Cleanest Elf 897 You know, I always picture elves as being clean, so... You know, it fits. And uh, it's titled Great Podcast. And it says, I found this podcast last night and I love it. Great reviews. And I think they mean like our game reviews. Maybe they mean that the podcast has great reviews because let's be honest, we do. So either way, it works. So thank you, Cleanest Elf. And then this next one comes in from somebody called Wilbro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, double shout out. It's uh, it's titled number one gaming podcast. Hi, Josh. Ooh, I, I like I like where this one's going. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Your criticism is very helpful. And you're one of the funniest people I've ever heard. Paul, you're the level headed one and the guy who sees a game for what it's worth. Not that Josh and Michael don't. Michael, you are a gamer that I can relate to and has good taste in games. This combo is the best for all your gaming needs. Waffles rule. <laughs> oh, I, very nice. You know what? If you if you want a surefire way to get your review read on the show, just compliment all three of us. That's I mean, yeah. that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you put hi Josh. <laughs> that 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 too, maybe. <laughs> Since everyone knows you're uh doing your morning coffee, checking for that's reviews. right. Oh, that's very nice. And hey, if you're a longtime listener of the show and haven't left a review yet, Cleanest Elf right there left us a review within the first 24 hours. So, you know, be like Cleanest Elf, leave us a review, and that'll really go a long way in helping our show get discovered. And it's it's free to leave a review. It only takes a couple seconds. All right. Now, just in case this won't be completely obvious while we talk about Broforce, let me just say right off the bat that Broforce is absolutely a political satire on American foreign policy. It actually reminds me a lot of the Colbert Report, if you watched that back in the day. Uh, But, you know, please don't take these statements at face value. They are purely for comedy purposes only. All right, bros, it's threat level red. The people from this country look, speak, and act differently than us. Let's move fast, bros. Here's the game's description from their website. When evil threatens the world, the world calls on Broforce, an underfunded, overpowered paramilitary organization dealing exclusively in excessive force. Brace your loins with up to four players to run and gun as dozens of different bros and eliminate the opposing terrorist forces that threaten our way of life. Unleash scores of unique weapons and set off incredible chains of reactions of fire, napalm, and limbs in the name of freedom. All right, so, so guys, for better or worse, my first question is, is this the most American game of all time? Oh, hands down. 
hands. <laughs> I feel like I should be like barbecuing a steak during this episode, like waving my flag oh, yeah. around. 44 ounce Mountain Dew <laughs> you know, yeah. while playing. Oh, I, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, need, I need an eagle flying around behind me, a guitar on the wall, you know, a cheeseburger in hand and, and an apple pie in the other hand. <laughs> I, I love that the first time that we've had the most American game of all time. We also, for the first time, coincidentally said the words, brace your loins on a podcast. Um, <laughs> I, yep. I did play one. No, I didn't play it, but I have in my library uh, a game that's called Putin expletive and Trump. That might be a little bit divisive. Oh, I guess what's more American than divisiveness right now in the 2020s. So maybe <laughs> that one's a little bit more American, but I haven't played it. So we're going to say, yes, this is definitely the most American game. Like I grew hair on my chest playing this game and also a tattoo somehow of an American flag on my, on my thigh. I don't know how it happened. It just got there. I woke up one day with it. Let's just spend a minute talking about the main menu guys. Tell, tell the people how this game opens. <laughs> More volume. Yeah, number one, (laughs) it is the loudest (laughs) intro to a game ever, and you cannot lower the volume of the intro. Nope. Um, But uh, the the main menu of this game is an eagle that is made out of, like, titanium that is flexing (laughs) its muscles on the screen with, like, American flag colors, like, rippling through it at the same time. It is both glorious... And hilarious at the same time. Oh, man, it's great. It's also very American in that it pays homage to so many great American action films. And I think all three of us are huge fans. But basically, this game is going to be filled with different characters and references to all of these famous action movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. You know, what, what what a funny owed to America by just lampooning the foreign policy philosophies, the movies, the over-masculinity of all the the narration. Like, the narration itself is also very steroid-induced. Everything in this game is steroid-induced. And you said it at the beginning of the podcast, man. Like, this is all satire. Like, that's the beauty of it, is that you're able to laugh at it for what it is. This game does not take itself seriously, and nor should anybody else out there take it seriously, because it's not meant to be that way at all. And when you get in the right mindset, it becomes hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it it definitely pays a huge tribute to how over-the-top the action movies in the 80s and 90s were and in this in this game you certainly embrace that and to say it's satire would be the understatement of the year <laughs> yes all right so let's talk a little bit about how the game works so when you first launch into broforce you are inside a helicopter and you get to fly around the world and it kind of marks these missions. You can fly over them. It gives you a threat level, kind of poking fun at the, you know, different levels based on different colors. So it might be threat level Eldenberry or something like that. And you basically select the mission. They tell you that this is a country that needs freedom and you start the level as a random bro. And over the course of the game, you unlock new ones. So you just start out as one that's random. And then 
what happens from there? Like, how do these levels work? Okay, well, first of all, Paul, uh, you, you forgot the part that when you're flying around the overworld that there's oh. seagulls, <laughs> and you, you can just fly your helicopter right through the seagulls and just explode the seagulls with your helicopter first. So that was, because that was my very first thing, is I went, oh, cool, look, I'm flying around. Hey, what are these seagulls? I wonder, and sure enough, you splat them and they just explode. So was yeah. not disappointed with this game within the first, like, five seconds. <laughs> and it's like i don't know what 16-bit graphics or something yeah, it, it, something it like it's that. very reminiscent to me of like the metal slug games but like michael do you want to talk a little bit about like once you load in how does each level work uh mayhem and destruction immediately uh no so you load in and depending on you know how many players you have the players drop out of the helicopter and you know you're given a brief little explanation before you actually like roll out uh it's i I wouldn't even call it a cinematic you're seeing a cartoon picture of the general explaining what you're doing and it's always way over the top like liberate this area these scum and then american 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 and you hop out and immediately you're just side scrolling through just insanity just guns 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 it's very fast-paced i don't know what else to cover than that except mayhem mayhem (laughs) yeah i mean i think for the most part what you probably need to know is that the environment is destructible so you can destroy areas on the map you will run through trying to defeat all of the enemies technically you don't have to kill them all you can run past them but you are basically fighting different mobs as you are running from left to right you reach the end of the level It'll spawn a helicopter with an escape rope, and you just jump and grab onto the helicopter, and the level ends. And then you just go on to the next level, and then each country that you go in to liberate um, is basically, most of them are broken down, I think, into like either three or four levels. Later in the game, some are a little bit longer. But one of my favorite parts is as soon as you finish the level, it gives you a body count. Of yeah. <laughs> a little picture of every single guy that you killed in the level. And then it just says area liberated. Like, I don't even know what you're liberating. You're literally just coming in, laying waste, destroying the entire area, killing everybody, and then just leaving. You're spreading freedom, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's freedom. <laughs> no, to That's say that to say that the Rainbow Road level of Mario Kart has a nauseating amount of stuff happening on the screen coming at you. That's about one fifteenth of what you're dealing with in any single screen of Bro Force. Oh yeah, there's so much going on because you're seeing bullets fly. Every character also has a unique set of weapons that we'll get into in just a moment, and so your screen is constantly filled with blood spurting everywhere the ground exploding bullets everywhere grenades maybe even uh dynamite being thrown around the level there's just so much going on sometimes it can be pretty hard to actually follow the action i know one thing that a lot of us constantly said is i have no idea how i just died oh because yeah. <laughs> you just can't follow everything at once i don't know that i've seen a game like and i've played a lot of like the bullet hell games and stuff like that where there's a thousand things flying at you at any given moment but somehow bro force takes that to a different level and it's it's honestly i don't know that i've seen a game with that much going on at any given moment because maybe it's because we played this a lot of multiplayer we played through this whole game all together um and three people on screen all at once definitely adds to that chaos i did play solo (laughs) some as well and it's not quite as bad 
But I mean, this game loves the screen shaking. It loves things falling from the sky. It loves explosions. It loves exploding people. It loves just like every everything everything is moving at all times and it just gets very very chaotic like michael said it it's i think it goes beyond chaos and just gets into pure mayhem at that point extreme mayhem <laughs> yeah i feel like if you were to play this on console the controller like the rumble pack if it was an n64 controller see i just name dropped the rumble pack remember that oh uh, yeah it would be the whole entire time just going and you would not be able to hold on the controller it would vibrate right out of your hands just turn on and it would never end. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of my other favorite things is you see little avatars in the corners of the screen where it'll say like player one and there's a picture of the character. And every time you're holding down fire, your avatar changes to where your character gives this like intense roar smile. or roaring like yeah or roaring where <laughs> yeah. you can tell they're like going <laughs> while firing their gun oh man everything about this game just cracks me up the the sound in this game is is great i can't wait to talk a little bit about that here so let's talk about some of the characters what were some of your favorite bros in this game all of them honestly <laughs> like I, okay like i don't even know I, i'll be honest like we played this game start to finish together and it's not a long game, but we unlocked no. probably, I don't know, 25 plus of the bros. And I feel like there was still a lot more that we just didn't unlock at that point. So, I, I mean, this game has an insane cast of characters. And the funny thing is every single one of them has bro in the name, even if sometimes it's a little bit of a stretch. It's forced you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, you yeah. know, like there's command bro, which, okay, commando, like that one's easy. Ram bro. Okay, like that one's easy. But then you get into like Ellen Rip bro, like instead of Ellen Ripley from the Alien <laughs> yeah. series. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a stretch, guys. Um, but I, you know, it's funny because there's only a few characters out of the plethora of characters where I was like, oh, man, not this guy. You know, um, so for the most part, I liked almost everybody that I was. And one of the things that really works, even if sometimes it comes across as a negative, is the fact that you don't get to pick your character. It's brilliant. Right. It really is. Because sometimes like, you know, I love the movie Indiana Jones. And in this game, you get Indiana Brones. And he's kind of terrible for the most part. He's got a Everyone else has guns. Yeah, but so then it's like, you know, so when you get him, you're kind of like, oh, man. But it just adds to the flavor of the game. So I actually like the fact that not everybody is like super OP. There's melee characters. There's machine gun characters. There's grenade characters. There's rocket characters. There's special abilities. Neo from the Matrix is in there. You know, and so there's just such a variety of characters in this game that I think it's one of the most positive points about this game overall is just that there's so many different ones. You're unlocking them at a, at such a rapid pace and you don't get to choose who you want, which I really, really liked. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when you play Mystery Heroes on a game like Overwatch, it can be frustrating sometimes when you get a character that you really don't want to play. Like for me, it's Genji terrible with Genji. This game, it's a treat. Every time you die and you respawn (laughs) as a random character, you're like, yeah, I'm going to roll with this. I mean, Indiana Brones is a bit rough because he's like the only one in the game that like with his whip, you got to hit twice as opposed to once to kill the, the regular bad guys. But just to name a couple that I absolutely found hilarious. First of all, um, the Bronan, the barbarian, 
uh, when Josh and I played Versus, I didn't hear it in the regular game because there's this so much great. mayhem. I didn't hear it when, either. No, it, we heard it so loud. And I, I had to, at one point almost stop myself from crying because when he does his special move, he literally just goes, yeah. <laughs> and you hear this Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. <laughs> like, and he comes down and slashes. Um, I absolutely fell in love with uh, Brochette. Ah, Brochette, which, of course, you know, is... Um, uh, Danny Trejo's character from Machete, or Machete, uh, however you want to pronounce it. I kept calling him Machete. I don't know why, just because I, I saw the movie once. And, um, a little flair. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my least and most favorite were both the same character, and that was um, definitely McBrover, because yeah. when you're playing okay. this game with the whole environment <laughs> being destructible, um, it's awesome having a bomb, because he only uses dynamite, right? And of course, yep. an exploding, an exploding, uh, exploding fully cooked turkey or chicken, whatever. It's got to be a turkey. It's huge. It's a turkey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it blows up so much stuff that sometimes you're just bouncing around the screen so much. But uh, whoa, I was... Whoa, hold on. The okay, best yeah. part, the best part about McBrover, what happens when your sticky dynamite lands on an enemy they go oh, ah they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they run away and yeah. run in panic they no yep. longer fight they just start going oh ah, ah, and then they explode <laughs> and it it makes me laugh to no end it never grows old i i no. played bro force several years ago my kids love it we play it all the time and it still makes me laugh to this day when you just land those sticky bombs it's fantastic yeah if i were to list my all-time favorite though just because i was i'm not i'm not i'm be fully transparent with you listeners okay i'm terrible at this game i am oh, really not i'm, I'm just gonna really, tell him that michael okay <laughs> no, michael's I'll, not I'll very good at bro force <laughs> uh i i mean i i did i had a couple moments where it was like yeah you saved the day but it's like really the the, the levels are not that long and if we died josh would have just speed ran it anyways <laughs> but because the Brundock saints or the broan doc saints anyways the, the boondock saints character you get both characters you get twins that's the yes. only time i didn't die because i had two lives <laughs> in one character it was great one of my other favorites is definitely ash broliams which oh, is yeah. ash from the evil dead so he of course has his uh shotgun but then his special is where he pulls out his chainsaw and he is just dashing as fast as as he can all around the screen. You cannot stop him from running. So sometimes this puts you in a bad position where you accidentally jump off a ledge and you fall into a pit and die. Or every but time. M- man, is it satisfying to hear that. And then you just start mowing everybody down. I I love him. And also, I know this might be a controversial pick, but bro in black. Give me Agent oh, J from Men in Black see, with that noisy cricket. Dude, that gun oh, yeah. makes everything terrible. It's so hard to see what's going on on the screen at any given moment. And then you have the noisy cricket, which makes the loudest explosion. Every time you fire that gun, it shakes the screen. So yeah. anytime you were that person or any of us were... I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> and then I'd just be anything. dead. You'd be dead. Michael'd be dead. The round would be restarting. We'd be like, what happened? And nobody knows. And there's so much kickback. Every time you fire that gun, it shoots you, you know, 10 feet behind him. Oh, it's so funny. I, I love how unique all these characters' weapons are. They are completely different. There are no two characters that feel exactly the same. 
And every character is designed exactly like their characters. If you end up playing as the Predator, he's throwing spears. If you're Dirty Harry, you have a six-shot revolver, and then you have to reload. You play as Mr. T, and you have a flamethrower. Like, these characters are so different. I, I can't believe that they actually put that much care and effort into it. Uh, a couple other characters that we haven't mentioned. Bruce Lee, Braveheart, who, by the way, does scream, Freedom! Yeah, yeah. it's about that long, too. <laughs> There's the Bride from Kill Bill, Universal Soldier, I mean, RoboCop. So many different characters in this game. I actually preferred the melee characters, which is goofy because it's a shooting game for the most part. But like Braid, which is Blade, uh, I really liked how fast he was. That was a lot of fun to just fly around and dash around the screen with his sword that was super, super fast. Um, I'm a huge fan of Neo from The Matrix, which they refer to as Mr. Anderbro instead of Anderson. Um, (laughs) You know, and the thing with this game, and I, I know we'll talk about it later, is they get a lot of the sounds right so if you're playing as neo that like yeah whatever that yeah. matrixy sound is like they they nail that um like you said brave Broheart screaming freedom um <laughs> you know just a lot of those things they really nail in this game so but yeah i found the melee characters to be a lot of fun actually yeah i i think that I mean, the melee characters were hilarious as well. Like, there's so much going on. There's no downfall to playing a melee character in this because you're you're running. You can get from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen in like two seconds. So there's no downfall to be like, oh, I don't have a ranged weapon. No, just run around, just mayhem, just run in mayhem. But one of the things I like so much about the characters is one, the character design for being like 16-ish bit graphics are perfect. Like they look just like what you would think it's supposed to be, and like the weapons and the way these guys fight. They're designed exactly like you think it would be, like the Brocketeer, the Broketeer. Like, he flies around a little bit and just does this. He does a pretty fun little rocket attack. You know, you've got uh, Cherry Broling, which is uh, from Planet Terror, and she's got the leg that's like a gun. Replaced with a machine gun. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just... And then, uh, I mean, my all-time favorite as far as just getting it spot on right uh, has to be the Brodator, the the Predator, the Brodator, because after you die, (laughs) you have your little mini-nuke that blows up, and you blow up like half the screen after you die. It's hilarious. Like, the game just does a lot right. And you hear the countdown. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Bing, 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 boom. Yeah. Oh, and also, how you mentioned, like, the character Cherry with the machine gun leg, she hobbles on the oh, screen yeah. so she doesn't run as fast as everyone else and she walks exactly like how she walks in planet terror which by the way is a really underrated movie and really worth watching um i think we basically already kind of covered the characters we also don't like i don't know if there's any characters you guys want to troll on top of that the only thing i'll mention is double bro seven yeah is kind of a pedestrian character but his first special he pulls out a martini you know throws it down in one shot and then throws the martini glass which does damage if it hits someone his character is not very fun to play but i did still think it was hilarious that he chucks a martini glass yeah the worst character for me and i'd be honest i don't know i don't even remember the name but it's the guy with the grenade launcher it's like a chuck norris he's got a blindfold on or something i, I don't know which action character because there's so many of them at that point but it's like this game you need to be able to aim for certain people and if you're just launching a grenade in an arc and then you have to wait for it to explode it's very like counterintuitive to the way that the game actually plays so anytime i was that guy i would literally just jump off a ledge and kill myself to get to the next person (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, oh, and man. you can swap out characters too because like when you when you die, you can be revived by your teammates by going to a cage and basically rescuing the character. Well, if you're all alive, you can go to the cage and just basically swap characters. Again, you don't get to pick. It's random, but I found myself doing that a couple times, um, especially if I had like Neo. I, I didn't like oh, Neo see, as much. I love Neo. Kind of, I, he was great for melee, but I just I think just because I never figured out his bullet time, you know, the I, I never figured out what was happening there. So I was just like, no, give me a different character. <laughs> now, you do also occasionally fight bosses and all of them have plays on the name. There are things like a terror cannon. You might have to fight a sky fortress. Uh, because our show is family friendly, I won't be able to say the name, but I think you can probably guess how to turn mega copter into being overly masculine oh man that part um, made me <laughs> laugh so hard because yeah. i could not believe the game went there and it was just hilarious at the same time I, all of us were cracking up because we were like wait did they really do this to the to the helicopter turret <laughs> yeah so yeah. the mega copter was a uh, a pretty fun pun as well all right, so let's talk a little bit more about the chaos of Broforce, because I think this is some of the best stuff in the game. The bros themselves are uh, uh, amazingly well-made, but there are so many things you can interact with inside these levels, and the longer you play the game and you get further in the campaign, there are just more ways to die. So let's talk about some of those things. Like, What would you guys say was probably the most common way that you died slash got killed by one of the other players. This one's easy. (laughs) Standing next to an explosive barrel, waiting for all of us to start the round, watching Michael shoot the explosive barrel and killing all of us all at once with nothing else happening on the screen. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I was just trying to tunnel through, like, because you can go around the train however you want. And sometimes maybe I may, maybe maybe I didn't know it was an explosive barrel. I thought it was just part of the dirt, and I would go and slash it with my sword and try to get through it. Oops, uh, we're dead. Or or coincidentally, also, if there's ever a bridge anywhere, just don't go near the bridge. Jump over the bridge because you know that the second you're jumping towards the bridge, the bridge is going to disappear because somebody's going to blow it up underneath you. I can't tell you how many times I was in the middle of a bridge and it suddenly just exploded because <laughs> someone shot it or something happened. Uh, one of my favorite things are the saw blades. The saw blades in this game are so cool. So there are little like uh, booby traps in some of the later levels and you hear like the sound of a saw blade and then it shoots down and then it starts to just fly across the screen and it'll bounce on the ground. So sometimes they're hard to actually evade. And sometimes there's also stationary saw blades that just spin in place, but they will also kill enemies So sometimes you would just be standing in front of a saw blade. The enemy would fall into a saw blade. Blood spurts everywhere. You see blood all around the saw blade. And, oh, it's so funny. And sometimes, like, the boomers that would explode into acid would hit the saw blades. So there's just blood and acid shooting everywhere. Oh, the saw blades were such a funny touch to this game. Yeah, there's a lot of environmental deaths, too. Like, if you've got, like, at any point, there could just be a red X or a green X that just shows up and a line from it. And you know that there's going to be rockets coming from the sky, acid coming from the sky, poison, whatever it is. There's so many ways to die. Yeah, and one thing we haven't we haven't mentioned is that this is a one-shot game. So if a single bullet hits your character, you're dead. So this is not, you do not have a health bar. You cannot take a certain amount of punishment. If 
anything hits you, your character's dead. Now, you, you can respawn if you've collected other bros, or your teammates can revive you fairly quickly. So it's not like it's super detrimental. But that is, you know, that that's very important in the pacing of the game. The, the number one way that I died more than anything else, and honestly is probably my most contentious point of this game and frustrating, is that blocks will fall. Um, yes, and so there, yes. there are dirt blocks in this game, and then there are like rocks in this game. And because so much mayhem is happening on the screen at any given moment, it's very difficult to tell what's where and what is what at that point. And so if, if an explosion blows up part of the ground, the dirt will just vaporize, but a rock will not, and a rock will fall. And if a rock falls on you, you're insta-dead. And so as we're moving through these levels and half of the level is just being disintegrated or exploded, I would die nine times out of 10 because a rock fell on my head and I just didn't see it, you know? And so there's a thousand ways to die in this game, uh, but that was the one that got me more than anything else. Yeah, every time we were sitting there saying, how did I just die? And then you look at the screen where your guy was just standing and you see where you were. There's a square block instead. You know, oh, I didn't see the rock that fell on me. It happened all the time. It was frustrating. Yeah, you definitely get used to it after a while, but you're so focused on shooting enemy players and jumping, you're not thinking to look at the top of your screen. And you both kind of mentioned, because you both play on much larger monitors than me, and I think that also would make it even harder to track if you're playing on like a 48-inch screen. It's going to be a lot harder than if you're playing on something like a (laughs) 24-inch. So that also might feed into it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the storyline, if you will. The game does sort of have a story. I mean, not really. There's not really any kind of detail, but the game does have some progression. So in the beginning, you are liberating these other countries and bringing freedom to them. And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, everyone's being attacked by aliens. And so now you're fighting aliens in the game like from the alien movie franchise so now you are fighting them they bring their own set of enemies where now you're facing face huggers and xenomorphs and these larger bosses from alien and then it even goes on from there where you start having to fight demons and then ultimately you end up going through like portals to hell and you end up fighting satan at the end now (laughs) i noticed when we reached those points in the game you guys kind of like perked up a little bit. And I think that it's a really genius way to keep you driving to play this game. You're constantly unlocking bros. All of a sudden, there's new enemy types. All of a sudden, there's new environmental things that they throw at you. I think the game does a very good job of not making it stale. It doesn't just feel like a hack and slash game. It was that was actually one of the better surprises in this game because it's it, you know as we were playing it and you're going through these different countries and I feel like we went through I don't know 10 different countries of fighting people and liberating them and bringing freedom to the world before I was kind of like man this is starting to just kind of become a little bit of the same thing you know like how many countries are we going to liberate here and there's a few of them where it's like hey there's a red sky and missiles are falling from the sky or maybe they introduce like a tankier type of character you know in the game or something like that but I do remember that moment where I was like what's this and then sure enough <laughs> yeah. like well, why why is it purple looking like what's going on and then you see an alien and i was like whoa and then the game just 100 percent goes down that route of like hey you're bringing freedom to the world and defeating these aliens now 
And then just as that part starts to become stale, you start fighting like the forces of Satan, you know, yeah. and it goes down the, like, the <laughs> demonic like hell route. And I thought that was very, very clever. And even though the gameplay stays the same, it really was just enough of a refresher to keep the game from starting to feel like it was getting overly repetitive at that point. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yeah, and I think that it was funny because as you, you know, one way the game does it, obviously, is to unlock characters as you're playing, right? Well, it's funny because I remember the moment that I unlocked the Predator or the Brodator, I was like, man, the Brodator's in this game, too. There's like, what else? I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like Xenomorphs in this game, too? No joke. 30 seconds later, we were on the first alien level and there was a Xenomorph. Yep. And I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> all right, I'm sold. I'm, I'm going to go kill some Xenomorphs. Let's do it. And then the face huggers, again, another new way to die. Like they literally like they got on your face and you could still run around and shoot and do things for like five more seconds and then you would drop dead. But you knew that you had a time bomb literally on your face. Oh, yeah. So great. I, I absolutely love it. Now, the game technically does have multiple endings. If you complete the game on higher difficulties, you unlock different cutscenes. But was there anything about the ending that stuck out either good or bad? Or yeah, funny? I got to pee on I got to pee on the devil's grave, which cracked me up. <laughs> you sure do. And you get to <laughs> I, aim I was dying. <laughs> yeah, I was dying. I was dying. I was like, what? What more do you want? It, there's a whole cutscene at the end. The very end, it's like, press X to mark your territory. And I'm like, press X to mark my territory. Oh, oh, yep. I'm peed Here lies on Satan. Satan. Yep. Yeah. Peed on <laughs> Satan's grave. Okay. Yeah. I, what I about mean, the high fives? The, that's what I, <laughs> oh, there was a part right. where you're running through and there's American flags and there's people. You're having a parade. And like the people are holding up their hands to high five, and you guys went running past them, and yeah, I was like, did. "No, like, <laughs> we have to high. You can't leave somebody hanging." So I went back and high fived every single person <laughs> in that parade. Yeah, <laughs> because I got a couple of them, but I was like, "We don't have to do them. Like, we have to do all of them." No, I mean, you don't and then have Josh to, was like, "No, we have to do all but of them." The and polite I'm like, okay. thing to do is high five somebody. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's so funny. You can even go rogue if you want. And there's a, a, a where you're running through the White House and there's all the bodyguards and the president and you can still fire your gun. And so if you shoot and kill the president, you get a completely different end cutscene where you carry <laughs> out the dead president. If you beat the game on the highest difficulty, Jesus comes down to thank you and greets you. There's a whole cutscene <laughs> with that. So, you know, the game just really really gives you a little bit of uh, motivation to play it again on higher difficulties. All right, well, let's move on to a couple other minor things before jumping into community reviews and, you know, Make Love, Marry, Murder and our other segments. The game does have a couple things built in that I do think give it a, a certain amount of longevity because the campaign itself is rather short. If you play this on the normal difficulty, you're going to buzz through it in about four hours. And I would recommend probably just playing it on hard from the get-go, because it is relatively easy on normal. But there are some very... I mean, for neat... some of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe for Michael, he'd still be working on it. 
<laughs> there were so many times Michael fell, and he's like, guys, I can't see. I need you to, 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 to come lower, because, you know, he couldn't see where he was at. Yeah. But, yeah, one of the things that add to the longevity is the level editor. So you can design your own levels. You can design entire campaigns. You can download them through the Steam Workshop. You can download them directly in the game. And that's where most of the people play. When we would play online, we would only see maybe like six to ten people playing the normal campaign. But if you went under the custom campaigns, that's where the people are really playing. So you kind of have that where it's almost like when Josh and I deep dove, human fall flat. We talked about how there's an unlimited amount of imagination people did with levels. With Broforce, it's not quite that imaginative, but there's a lot you can download and play through, which I think is very neat. Yeah, I mean, the ability to to make levels, the levels in this game, there is some variety, which is nice. Um, I, I don't feel like it, there's a ton of variety there, though. Like like I kind of mentioned, you know, I started getting tired of like the human levels, but the ability to have a campaign editor... And to be able to design a level like you want is very, very clever. You know, they give you little glimpses. Like you can climb ladders in this game. There's chains that you can climb and stuff like that. And so you could have a level where it's just a bunch of ladders that almost turns this game into like a platformer, you know, along with it or something like that. So I think it's a very neat idea to enhance the replayability of it for sure. Yeah. What about the other multiplayer modes? What did you guys think about like deathmatch, race, oh, some of that other Michael, stuff? Michael and I went mono a mono in deathmatch for a while. <laughs> and yeah. it's it, I'll be honest, I was not expecting a lot in deathmatch because I was like, I don't know how yeah, the they're... bros are going to do. And it's like, you know, it's a one shot game. So is this just going to be kind of lame or it was actually pretty fun? You know, and now there is what one thing that we actually discovered is that some of the bros are way better at deathmatch than other ones. Oh, yeah. You know, and so that was like if and you did get to pick your character. So the way the deathmatch would work is it would give you your choice of five different bros. And then you could pick one, and then the other person would get a choice of five different bros. And then you would kind of go head to head. And I think it was best of five um, as far as who won the round. And it's just a, there's no side scrolling, it's just one arena. There's still the mayhem, the arena's falling apart and blowing up. And a lot of times, you would die without the other person killing you and it would subtract a score. So there were a yeah. couple rounds where one Michael or myself would have like one with a negative one score because the I other guy had negative twice, yeah. two, you know? And so, but the death match was fun. I mean, I don't know that I'd play it forever, but I did have a good time playing it in the process. No, I think I think Deathmatch would be a lot of fun. Like maybe if you had this game on console, you had a bunch of people over where there's just kind of a lot going on, and just you just had it up and be like, hey, gra- grab a controller, guys, and just just play Deathmatch for a few minutes. Somebody else cycles in or whatever. But I did find it was a lot more enticing than I thought it was going to be because I thought you know one shot kills. It's literally going to be whoever drops off the helicopter and just shoots first. It's not like that at all. I actually, and also, I actually did pretty well. Like you, I beat Josh. You a few did. Times. You did do pretty well. Yeah. Like we 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 almost split. If splitting means he won ninety percent of my one ten percent, it was no, it was better than that. <laughs> but like, but like, you actually find that you're you you have a lot more strategy in it. Like like towards the end, we were kind of doing a lot more bouncing around, trying to avoid, trying to pick the right time to pounce and attack and shoot our weapons and all that stuff. And it actually it added a bit more to the game than I thought was even possible in the single-player campaign where you're literally just mowing things down. Like, one-shot kills, 
we both have about the same range on weapons. Um, I will say though that yeah, there there is one overpowered character. Was it Universal Broger? That no, has the it was uh, it was Judge Bread, Judge Dread, because his Bro Dread, Bro Dread, because his his bullets would like would home in. <laughs> And so that would that made him super OP because all you had to do was shoot the gun and let the bullets just fly around and catch the other person. Um, yeah. But yeah, and so the one thing I will say with the deathmatch is there's no online mode. It's couch co-op only. Um, yeah. And so we had to use the uh, the Steam share function. Let's the, play together. The let's play together to make that work. So you can't just hop online and fight other people, unfortunately. I almost wonder if the reason behind that is because the game, I think we all experience this, a little bit of lag every here and there. And yeah. I wonder if like in online, maybe, maybe I mean, this game could not have cost a ton of money to develop. Maybe they didn't put a lot of money behind like the servers, and the infrastructure that the game's based on. So maybe they're like, well, it's not going to be a great experience if you do online versus because one person's going to lag a little bit and they might just be kind of, you know, with one shot kills. If you're a stutter behind you're dead yeah the race mode is actually probably my favorite outside of the campaign that's a really neat mode where you can play with up to four people they drop you into a level and you just start running through fighting all the enemies so it plays kind of like the the co-op campaign but you only get a point if you don't die and reach the end so if another character dies, they don't respawn or anything. They immediately lose that round. So you can have where everybody loses or you can have a winner who re- reaches the end point first. And I think that that is a lot of fun because it forces everybody to try to speed run the levels. Because when you play like the co-op campaign, there were times that we would slow down and stop. Okay, hold on. Wait for me. I got to climb this ladder. When you're playing in race mode, you're just going to get left behind. Like everyone is just off to the races. And I think that adds a little bit of a fun element. I I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think, I think that this game plays a thousand times better multiplayer. I think if you play it single player, it's fine, but it plays like an old school arcade game. This game really shines when you play with a large group, the more, the better. Just like the game Contra, I never played Contra by myself ever on the NES. It just wasn't, it's not nearly as much fun unless you have your bros with you. I was going to say, there's pros and cons to it because if you play multiplayer, there's so much going on on screen at any given moment that you almost cannot tell what's happening, you know, in that regard. If you play solo, you can definitely see what's happening, but it's not as fun. Like a, yeah, the a chaos lot of, is good. That's what I'm saying. It is a good chaos. And that's where, you know, some of my favorite moments. I mean, I picked on Michael earlier, but it's like, you know, him blowing up <laughs> an exploding barrel and killing all of us, you know, was great. Watching Michael respawn, take two steps and fall down a cliff and die <laughs> was also amazing. You know what I mean? Like there were so many just hilarious moments of watching Michael die just terribly <laughs> or killing us all terribly that really added to the fun. And while you may be able to like see what's going on a little bit better solo, I'm with you, Paul. Like play this game with friends, man. Because yes, you're gonna go like, oh, I can't tell what's happening, but that's like that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> which which time I fell off the cliff after two steps? Like which, oh, which time? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking about yeah. the twenty seventh time. That yeah. was the one I had in mind. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, that tells you a little bit about what we thought about Broforce, Josh. 
Tell us what some other bros thought. All right. So we always go to community reviews anytime we deep dive a game so that, you know, hey, maybe we get it wrong. You know, we we give you our thoughts and our ideas, but maybe, you know, there's other people out there that have different opinions on things. So we always go to Steam if a game is on Steam to pull their reviews, because let's be honest, they have the best reviews. Um, and, uh, you know, I always try to pick a couple good ones, a couple bad ones to give you a little bit of an idea. So this first one comes in recommended. They have 4.3 hours on record, which means they probably beat the campaign. Um, and it says, when I started playing, I was British. I left American. (laughs) (laughs) He sure did. Yep. Oh man. Uh, there were a lot of reviews like that. So that was kind of a common joke, but you know, they were all positive reviews. Um, all right. So this next one is not recommended 10 hours on record. Upon launching this game, my cold red communist heart was immediately assaulted with copious levels of freedom. After playing the game, I had to spend several hours reading Marxist propaganda and spreading ideas of free healthcare to avoid being lured by the siren call of baseball, apple pie, and deep fried butter on a stick. A few of the many tools the capitalist monster has at its disposal. Do not recommend. <laughs> Wait, do not recommend. Oh, so it's a joke. Do not recommend. It was, that's the it most, was that's a most joke. Perfect. Do not recommend. Uh, I mean, it's okay, bro that- force, man. The reviews yeah. are all just hilarious satire reviews here. So that one's um, perfect, though. It really is. All right. So this next one is recommended uh, 25 hours on record. And it says it's like Terraria if it was made by Michael Bay. <laughs> i guess i could see that yeah 100 yeah. oh, it was i mean let's be honest the graphics in bro force are pretty terrible uh i mean they're not good they're very pixely and like i said because there's so much happening on screen it's kind of hard to tell what's going on they nail the character like the bros and stuff like that but it's just this is a not very graphical game so akin to terrain, no yeah. no you're not playing bro force for the graphics that's no, for sure no all right and or then, the story and then this last one is not recommended <laughs> 18.9 hours on record and the review Dang, says that's yeah that's a pretty good bit and it says bleep the final boss bleep bro force bleep everyone who <laughs> plays this game <laughs> now we did some of the bosses are tough man there are hard parts in this game there were many many moments where the three of us died repeatedly over and over and over again threw ourselves at a boss fight many times it's gonna happen that's good that's a good thing in my opinion um i the final boss can be tough i think with three people you can kind of zerg it a little bit might be a lot harder if you were playing solo in that regard but um, and hey since you're mentioning uh some of those bosses to give michael some credit since we've been trolling him a lot today michael figured out the strategy on the sky fortress that was flying through the air oh that's right you remember that one michael what what did i do he jumped remember when you jumped and fell to your death yeah i did I, uh, that the, the one time that one time i did that that was the boss flying in the air and we're like we can't reach him how are we supposed to fight him now i was kind of just playing that because i've played through bro force so many times but michael was the one who said oh shoot the gas canisters and then they fly up in the air and they would hit the sky fortress oh so yeah michael jumped in there on some strategy as well 
Yeah, because I accidentally hit a gas canister and it flew up and hit the Sky Fortress. And I was like, guys, it didn't blow us up. It blew oh, no, up. you killed me with it first. And then it hit I mean, the Sky Fortress. It, potato, potato. We still, we won. We beat, we, we beat the game. Um, I will say this. That a lot of the negative reviews were joke reviews. I, I get it. I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of giving a game a negative review to make a joke because it does yeah. kind of go on that game's permanent record. But a lot of the negative reviews were very similar in that it was like talking about, hey, this game made me American or, you know, things like that. So, all right. Well, here we go, because we've talked about this game. Maybe if you're listening, you've picked up some of our thoughts on it. We've read some of the Steam reviews. Now it's time to guess what we think the overall review score for Broforce is on Steam. I always use the all-time reviews, not recent reviews. Um, and so on the scale of 0 to 100... I, am I the champion? I think I am. It was you, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Prime one. Okay, so I think there's a lot to like about Broforce. I think that some people may not appreciate some of the humor. Um, maybe the graphics are a little bit on the lower side. There's a ton of fun to be had with the gameplay and stuff. So I I went kind of high, but not super high. And I said, I think it's an 89% was my guess as to what I thought the community rated Broforce. All right, Michael, what do you think? I was hoping to go last. I'm going to split the difference. <laughs> um, I, oh, man. Is Paul going to do what I think he's going to do? Uh, <laughs> I, want to wait. I haven't won in a while. I, I, I'm scared about that, that people are actually giving negative reviews when the game is positive. That kind of scares me a little bit. So I'm going to come in at an 86. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I think one of the advantages to Broforce is that it is a cheap game. And I think it is incredibly charming. I think you can tell that this was a labor of love. And I think the humor really hits. There's no humor like in uh, Wasteland 3 where I felt like this is not landing and it's kind of cringy at times. I think Broforce knocks that out of the park with the humor and the action and all the references. I'm going to say 93% is my guess. All right. So we've got my guess at 89, Michael went 86, and Paul, you said 93 yeah. We are all pretty far off. Believe really? it or not. Yes. The actual community reviews for Broforce on Steam, it rates an overwhelmingly positive at ninety-seven oh, percent. Nice. Wow. Good job, America. Broforce, <laughs> Broforce crushes it. I'm so happy. As far as the community America. reviews go. Um and, and now that I can spoil a little bit, I'll be honest, it was very hard to find a negative review. I think Broforce is probably a 98%. Like, if you took legitimate reviews, because I feel like all of the joke negative reviews probably dropped it a percentage point or two. It was very difficult to find an actual legit negative review as far as, hey, I just didn't like this game and here's why. I will say that we did encounter some bugs um, for people. Uh, one of the things is we bought the game not on Steam initially. We bought it on GOG because it was super cheap, and we could not play multiplayer together. That's right. Um, now, I don't know if that's Broforce or GOG or whatever. Um, there were many times where we were playing, and the ground would disappear for Paul, or I couldn't see Michael, or Paul couldn't see either one of us. And so it is a little buggy, you know, but it's like it doesn't really matter at that point. So kudos, Broforce, 97% on Steam, man. That's crazy. I'm so Fair glad. I'm it. happy. I, I will say it definitely plays best as a couch co-op. 
So one of my daughter's boyfriends is actually the one who introduced this to us. One day we were just saying, what would be a fun game to play couch co-op? And he said, oh, have you ever played Broforce? And we just played it so much on the PS4. And when you're all in the same room, it's even funnier because you're laughing together, making all the jokes. It runs flawlessly, couch co-op. Online, it generally ran well, but we definitely had some issues. I sent you guys like a screenshot where like I look like I'm just floating in the air and I don't yeah. I don't know what's around me, but that was pretty rare. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I get to introduce this oh, next y- segment. You do, Paul. <laughs> All right. Let, let's let's hit that music. Hey there, Ellen Ripbro. If you were on Star Trek, your phaser would be set to stunning. <laughs> All right. This is Make Love, Marry, or Murder. This is the part of the show where we each give this game our own individual rating. Is this game marriage material? You should absolutely pick it up. And or it's a great efficiency based on the cost. Is it Make Love, where maybe it's worth picking up, but it kind of depends on the price, and maybe wait for Steam sale, or you know maybe it's not really worth picking up? Or is it just murder material where we do not recommend it for our listeners? We say to stay away. Uh, Michael, you want to go first on this one? I can definitely go first on this one. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a negative thing to say about this game, really. Aside from I, it, I died a lot. That's the only bad thing, and that's on me. That's not on. That's not on the game makers. That's on me. I did. I did that to myself. Uh, except for, I swear, guys, the one time that I set out my, the stick was going right, my character went left. I, that wasn't my fault. I swear that wasn't me. Um, that being said, I would absolutely, if, if this was a potential partner of mine, I would bromance this partner until it married me because I'm going to marry it. And I'm marrying <laughs> this game. Uh, one of the things I have to say is that, like, I feel like, even just the verbiage of this game makes me want to like go. I want to go back. Like everyone, go back a few weeks and listen to our our bonus round episode where we did the top. Um, what was it? The top classes in video games. You know, oh, yeah, we, yeah, picked yeah. The, yeah. we picked the we picked the uh, the Brochanter, and then the Necromancer one. Uh, all of it? Yeah. I mean, the it works with everything. Yeah, it works with everything, guys, except for Josh Brolin. He's already a bro. So actor Josh Brolin, we're sorry. You're already a bro. But no, I'm marrying this game. I want to play it. I just told my wife, we're going to buy it on the PlayStation so her and I can play it this weekend on Couch Co-op because it's just it's fun. There's nothing bad about this game as far as just it's, it is exactly what it is. It's funny. It's satirical. You have a blast with it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's a bit too much going on, but who cares? You're there to laugh and just kill xenomorphs. Go do it. Marrying it. I don't know that I have much more to add on top of what Michael said. I guess the biggest complaint is that it's short. If you just play through the campaign and quit, you're getting four to six hours. But if you're buying this game from a third, like you can buy it on Humble. It's pretty cheap. Even full price being 15 bucks. It's not a very it's it's the cost of one movie ticket. And you're going to get a couple nights out of out of it that are super fun. I think this game's very memorable. None of us are going to forget playing Broforce. So I highly recommend people pick it up. Are you going to get 100 hours out of it? Absolutely not. More than likely, no. I have gotten a good 30 hours or so out of it, which I think is pretty high. I think most people are probably going to get that 5 to 10 hours at most. But I think it's just a lot of fun, especially if you love action movies then it's definitely a must play. So I'm going to say Mary as well, even though it's so short. You know, 
I this game is a ton of fun. I enjoyed every minute of playing this game. I, I I like the fact that the three of us got to play it from start to finish. I loved unlocking new bros and then getting to try them out. I loved trolling Michael for killing us and dying repeatedly. <laughs> you know, I loved going like, "What killed me?" Even though I died just as much as Michael did. You know, as far as that goes. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, this game is just fun, and that's what video games should be. And, you know, we we have been talking because we have been doing a lot of deep dives. Uh, we've been doing a lot of big RPGs and these massive games and these like 30, 50 hour games. And, you know, I'm not complaining because, you know, hey, we all love video games. But Broforce is the perfect change of pace for Palette me. cleanser. I, like, I love. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think all three of us love RPGs. We put it in one of our favorite genres ever. But if I had to play another RPG... It would have got like I. It would have been really, really difficult. And so, Broforce is that kind of game that really just cleanses the palate and goes. There's different kinds of video games out there. I was initially going to say Make Love, just because I don't know that Broforce is the type of game that I would label a Mary. But I think you both swayed me, to be honest, because I mean, <laughs> this game's like five bucks, man. Yeah, it's super cheap. And Paul, I think that what really swayed me is you said it, it's memorable. I yeah. I will not forget Broforce. And while I don't think it's the best game we've played, and it's not the best marriage material game that we've ever labeled Mary and stuff like that, there's just not much to dislike about it. It's like, yeah. I, I can't say anything negative other than that it's frustrating to have a block that you can't see fall on your head. But that's part of the game. You're supposed to die. If we never died, I'd hate this game. So I think <laughs> even though I was going to say make love, you both have swayed me. And I'm going to say Mary because there's just not anything to not love about it. This is the first time this has ever happened. Ever. Like Josh sways me all the time. <laughs> yeah. I try. I try not to give him any credit on that. I try not to be like, Josh, you changed my mind because of what you said. It may have happened in at least one video game, especially when I first started. We did it! We influenced yeah. the influencer! <laughs> ah, know. take that beard! <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. You know, I think another thing to Broforce's credit is that, quite frankly, there are not a lot of couch co-op games that you get to play anymore. Right. There are days when, you know, long-term listeners of the show will remember Todd, the original host of the show. There have been times when me, Todd, and Josh, and you know, we'll, we'll start talking and be like, hey, we all feel like playing a co-op game. What can we play? And at one point, we were like, should we replay Castle Crashers? And that game's like 15 years old. Because there's just not a lot of options. There's games like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, but that's not like a traditional video game where you each want to be able to play your own character. You know, I guess now we have some stuff like Shredder's Revenge recently came out, but there's just such limited options. I mean, Broforce is still seven years old, but I think it's one of the best couch co-op games you can play over the last 10 years. Yeah. So I think that gives it a little bit of a bump, too. If you know what you're getting into, that's the main thing. Like, understand it's stupid. It's fun. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. As long as you expect that going in, I think you're going to love every minute of it. If you go into it going like, oh, well, I expect this serious game <laughs> or I want good graphics or I want this and this and that, I think you're Character just, development. Yeah, I think you're just mistaken <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the game for you then, but...
Yeah. Did you guys know? And I, I, I just found this as I was researching for this episode. There's a game that came out a year before called the Expenda Bros. It's an Expendables yeah, version I, I, of Bro I very Force, well could be wrong, it must be really but short. reading all the free Wikipedia like articles and reading some stuff a few days ago to prepare time. for this show. They initially created the game, and it was just like a single level or something like that, and they released it for free, and the response was so high that they decided to then create a full game called Bro Force, but I'm 99% sure it's made by the same people. That was like the prototype that became broforce later yeah all right well guys let's go into our last segment let's go to the leaderboard and see where this game stacks up yeah (laughs) all right michael you want to tell new time listeners of the show what our leaderboard is i do the leaderboard ladies and gentlemen leaderboard should the, that be what the we call it? Broder board, the leader broad, <laughs> the the lead bro board. Uh, the leader board is a list of seventy seven of hand picked titles of video games that this very podcast that you're listening to at this time right now has done deep dives on. And what we do is every time we do a deep dive, which is the Monday every other Monday, that's true. Yep, I know that's true because Paul is nodding. Uh, every other Monday, we do a deep dive on a game. And what we do is, after we do our Make Love, Marry, Murder segment, just like right now, we say, where does this game stack up against those other games? And on this list, starting at like number one, the, the highest rated game, and, and by the way, a little asterisk there, a caveat, we haven't played every game in the world, so we might like games more than Red Dead Redemption 2. However, comma, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the number one game on the list. As you scroll down a little bit, you might see like Valheim at number eight, Satisfaction Street number nine go down a little bit further the forgotten city near automata rainbow six siege kind of roll into the 20s and then if you go down to the very very bottom of course where it belongs battle battlefield 2042 is number 77 <laughs> but right now we're gonna take bro force and we're gonna let you know where it falls on this list of games which is not easy like how do you compare uh, no, I'm Bro struggling Force with this one to be honest. To Hearthstone, yeah, I, yeah we, like, like it's all tough. three of us married it, but I'm looking at the leaderboard and I'm going like, man, where would I put this game? I'm almost looking at other games that are co-op and saying, do I like this co-op game more than That's that? That's kind of how game? I'm approaching it too. I think, yeah. So, for instance, at number 29, I see Deep Rock Galactic. I like Bro Force more than Deep Rock Galactic, so I think it has to be above 29, starting there and then kind of go from there. I would agree with that. I would also put it higher than Deep Rock. When I was looking at the list, I was thinking Terraria just gives you so many more hours, and it's so incredibly charming, and I would have to put it below Terraria, but I was looking in the 21-22 range personally. I think I would probably have it above lost ark or destiny 2 or the forgotten city that that's kind of the range where i was thinking i'm a little bit lower than you guys um i you know i kind of said i was initially thinking you know to to rate this game like a make love not a marry um i like deep rock galactic i think deep rock galactic has a lot more longevity as far as depth of features and builds and cooperation and stuff like that bro force is definitely more fun in a short burst so it's you know, it's like a stick of dynamite versus like a fireworks or something like that. You know, it, 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 that was a terrible analogy, by the way. 
<laughs> um, I, you know, so personally, I like Deep Rock Galactic. Um, I I'm a little bit lower than you guys. In all honesty, I would probably rate Broforce down in the like Killing Floor Two area because that's another over the top, insane co op type game. Um. So I'm a little bit lower than you guys. I definitely would rather play Broforce over like Tribes of Midgard or something like that or Among Us. So maybe I'm in the early 30s. See, Josh, here's here's one of the beauties about being human is that everyone's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. Yeah, I just, you know, Michael, I I didn't want to say anything about your rating on this one, though. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I I don't think I want it to... Man, some of these games in the twenties are so goofy. Where I know two of us love it, one of us hate it, right. so they, they get like in the wrong spot. Because as I'm looking in the twenties, I do not want to put Broforce above Resident Evil Village or Weird West right. or No Man's Sky. Right. I think those games just give you a lot more than Broforce. But I'd still rather play Broforce than Deep Rock Galactic, which is right in the middle of all those games. So I don't know. I would be fine. What if to try to like compromise it all? What if we put it in at 31 where it's well, I don't know, because Michael and I both said we liked it more than Deep Rock. Maybe one above Deep Rock. But you can blame it, me for that lower rating too. First you know? of all, how dare you? I uh. <laughs> it is hard for me to put Broforce above No Man's Sky. Like No Man's Sky is just such yeah. a complete game now. Like it's No Man's like, Sky's in a bad spot. Right. It honestly it really is. So because we even said as of 2020 on that one, so that's true. My concern about this whole thing is like everybody needs to play this game. So if we put it too low, they might just look at the website and be like, "Ah, uh, they kind of like this game." No, we love this game, and that's why I think putting it, I think putting it like right above Deep Rock. Like I agree with Paul. I'm on Paul's side. Um, Lost Ark has I've kind of simmered a little bit on Lost Ark because of the pay to win at the very end of the game. You have to pay to continue in that. You have to. Um, and so as much as I loved Lost Ark, I would put it above Lost Ark. But I'm really I'm fine in the mid to low twenties. Um, I personally would put it above V Rising because I was a little bit lower on that game than both of you were. So I, where do you want? I have a hard time because we have like Hollow Knight and Stardew Valley at thirty three and thirty four, and those are two beloved games by people. And Broforce is just not on that level of game caliber, but it's also so fun for like a short amount of time. Sounds you like know? we need to do another another review. Yeah, of our I mean, list. we might need to at some point. Yeah, but because especially in the twenties, <laughs> I'm with I, I'm I'm with Paul in that I could see putting it at thirty one and bumping V Rising and all those down one. But I I'm still with my I think it's in the later thirties for me. But you two are higher on it than I am, so I would say if we want to split it, let's put it in the lower thirties. I you know I'm fine I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I think what's really throwing me off is that in all of the 20s, my favorite games are currently rated 27 and 28 out of the 20s. So that's what's throwing me off because it's like I either want to make it 29 or I want to make it 21 and there's yeah. no like middle. So let's just say um, let's put it at, at 31 then. We'll keep it below No Man's Sky, Deep Rock, Weird West and Resident Evil Village, but we'll have it above V Rising and Among Us. I'm, well, work? here's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. And don't worry about 28 because it's coming up on the next time we do a review. <laughs> Weird <laughs> oh, It's going up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. We also want to thank eBlitz and all of our supporters on Patreon and Apple. Our next deep dive two weeks from today will be Fallout New Vegas. 
If you guys thought that Broforce was old, we're going to go back even further next time. Should be a blast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MultiplayerPod. And check out support options on Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com. We hope that you guys will join us on Thursday when we break down recent gaming news. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, all. Cheers, all.